What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. My name is Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. As we all know, every day millions take to the internet to find love, lust, a little something in between. While some of these hangouts result in exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. Courtney and I are about to share a story with you about one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. It's time for I Met My Murderer Online. I cannot believe that we are already on episode four. I know, it's been a ride. Yeah, it really has been. And I really do feel like we have learned so much already from the stories that yeah. we've been hearing and hopefully new ways to keep ourselves safe. I've definitely learned things that I would have never thought about doing before. Yeah, and to everyone listening, we are learning these stories with you. We are reacting and discovering right along with you guys. Exactly. So I think let's just dive right on into this one. Mm-hmm. Dating in the digital age has its benefits. People can now find love with a simple click or swipe. But online dating also has its fair share of dangers. People can lie completely about their identities or just hide the aspects of them that might be a red flag. And in the case of Ingrid Line, a single mom of three from the Seattle area, online dating led to her tragic murder. Ingrid grew up in Arizona, graduating from the University of Arizona in 97 with a degree in nursing. In 2000, she moved to Washington State. She married a man named Phil Line, and they had three daughters. Ingrid and Phil divorced in 2014, but continued to co-parent their children. Dating after divorce can be very tricky, but this single mom decided to put herself out there and create an account on OkCupid, a well-known dating site where users answer a multiple-choice questionnaire to match them with suitable partners. Ingrid was 40 years old and spent her days working as a registered nurse at Seattle's Swedish Medical Center. She spent her time off with her three young daughters who were 10, eight, and six years old in 2016. Her friends loved her and she even had a good relationship with her ex-husband and father of her children, which is, speaking from divorce, the ideal thing. Yeah, to have both parents maintain a friendship and be able to maintain contact and not have their children be the middleman mm. in organization and dropping off and everything. Like, that's great. Solid, definitely. Mm. Ingrid was a natural caregiver at work and at home. Friends also describe her as being the fun one who didn't care what people thought. They also said that she was loyal and simply a good person. 
In the spring of 2016, Ingrid starts messaging back and forth with a man named John Charlton on OkCupid. Things seem to be going smoothly. Unlike many single people, John had accounts on a few different dating sites. In one of his profiles, he described himself as a 37-year-old man from Seattle looking for a woman for friendship. He also made it clear in his profile that he preferred getting to know people in person instead of over the phone. Ingrid and John started dating, spending time together when her children were with their father. And Ingrid told her friends at work about John, and everything seemed to be going pretty well. Ingrid and John had been dating for about a month when they make plans to go to a Seattle Mariners game on April 8th, 2016. While the Mariners may have lost their game, Ingrid and John didn't let their night stop there. After the game ended, they went to a local bar for drinks, and John drank heavily, as he often did. Unfortunately, specifics of the night after this point were never confirmed, but it is assumed that the two returned to Ingrid's home after going to the bar. The next morning, Phil Line, Ingrid's ex-husband, arrives at her house to drop off their daughters. When he knocks, she never comes to the door. He then tries to contact her on her phone, but doesn't get a response. Her car wasn't in the driveway, either. It wasn't like Ingrid to miss a drop-off or be unreachable, especially when it concerned her children. Phil knew something was wrong, but he had no idea that he would never see his ex-wife again. Nobody would. When Phil can't reach Ingrid, he turns to Ingrid's mother, Yorga Bass, to help. He calls her and she comes right over. Despite the fact Phil was no longer her son-in-law, it was clear that they both still cared greatly for each other, and especially for Ingrid. Yorga had a key to her daughter's house, so she and Phil went inside to see if Ingrid was there. They didn't find her, but they did find her cell phone, wallet, and other personal belongings. That scene obviously doesn't make any sense. Like, why would Ingrid leave Mm. without her wallet, her Mm -hmm. cell phone, other personal... Like, you're a mom. If you're going to leave in your car, you're going to take your phone. You're going to take your wallet. If I walked into that scene, my stomach would drop. I mean, immediately, I think you must assume that something is wrong. Yeah, I mean, my brain would immediately go to the worst. They called the police and reported her missing, and the search for Ingrid begins. Yorga begins looking through Ingrid's phone for more information on where she could have gone. She soon realized that her daughter had gone out with John Charlton the night before. She texted him from Ingrid's phone, and that is when the truth of April 8th begins to reveal itself. And the search for Ingrid begins. And a local Seattle resident stumbles upon a break in the case in his own recycling bin. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ingrid Line and John Charlton went on a date on April 8th, 2016. At 10 a.m. on April 9th, Ingrid's ex-husband, Phil, came by her house to drop off their three young daughters. 
When he couldn't get in contact with Ingrid, Ingrid's mother, Yorga Bass, and Phil immediately knew something was wrong. After looking through her daughter's phone, Yorga found and messaged John to see if he knew where she was. During their text conversation, she told John that she had already called 911 concerned for her daughter's safety. This was John's response. John texted Yorga saying, What's going on? We went to the Mariners game last night, but we didn't stay the night together because she has her kids today. Not sure what she has told you about me and our relationship. Yorga texted John back and said, She's missing. What time did you see her last? A police officer needs to speak to you as you may have been the last person who saw her. At this point, John stopped messaging Yorga back. That just sent chills up my spine. Yeah. If your girlfriend is missing and you don't seem upset or concerned or offer to help in any way, shape or form, I mean, that that is your answer right there. Yeah. And not even pretending to care just immediately makes you look like a suspect. Yep. Just complete ghosting. Yeah. Desperate, Yorga texted John and said, can you please call me? I know your name is John Charlton, so please call me. Then she texted him again because he didn't respond and said, please, John, Did Ingrid say anything about someone coming to see her after you separated from her last night? Because we can't find her or her car. As I said, her phone and ID and purse are at her house, but she and her car are gone without a trace. Any help would be appreciated. We are desperate. She would never just go off and leave her family. Yorga and Phil tried to figure out where Ingrid could have gone. Then... The next day, on April 10th, a man named Mark Navasio, just a few miles away in Seattle, walked to his curb to retrieve his recycling bin at around four in the afternoon when he realizes the bin wasn't empty. Mike opened the lid and looked inside, most likely expecting to see his own recycling that hadn't been picked up yet. But instead, what he saw were three white garbage bags at the bottom of the otherwise empty bin. He describes the bags later as incredibly heavy and that they weren't supposed to be there. In an interview, Mike said that he, quote, grabbed the first bag and it appeared almost professionally packaged. He described it as, quote, eerie. And when he pulled one of the bags out, he could see the outline of a face. Mike found the remains on April 10th, two days after Ingrid and John had gone on their date. Inside the bags, they found Ingrid's head, her arm, and her leg, proving definitely that she was not missing, but that she had been murdered. The search continued for the rest of Ingrid's body. More garbage bags with Ingrid's remains were found scattered throughout Seattle's Central District. Bags were found in other residential recycling bins like Mike Navasio, and some of her remains were found at a recycling center, possibly having started in recycling bins. Some of her remains were found in a cooler. Unfortunately, some of her remains have never been found. The same day that Mike Navasio finds Ingrid Lyons' remains, Seattle detectives search Ingrid's house for clues on what happened that night. Phil and Yorga had already found Ingrid's phone, wallet, ID, and a few other personal belongings. During their search, detectives found blood, pieces of flesh, 
and a 15-inch pruning saw in her bathroom. They had found the scene of the crime. Now, it was just the matter of finding the murderer. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Detectives now have Ingrid's body and the site of the murder. But what happens when they bring in the last person who saw her alive? Her date, John Charlton. What is this all about? We're looking into what happened to Ingrid as you're aware she's missing. Yes. And we know that you knew her. What's your relationship with her? Have you been dating her consistently since you met or? I guess, yeah. Did she let you stay at her place, or did you, were you staying elsewhere? She let me stay there sometimes. How often were you both seeing one another, like over the last couple of weeks? A couple times a week, I guess. Okay. And what kind of things would you guys like to do together? Just hanging out. Adults, uh, I guess you could say. Ingrid's remains were found on April 10th two days after her date with John Charlton. On April 11th, John was arrested and held on a $2 million bail. Seattle Police Chief Kathleen O'Toole shared the details with the press and public. On Saturday, April 9th at approximately 4.19 p.m., a citizen living in the 1600 block of 21st Avenue reported finding what he believed to be human remains in his recycling container. The items in question were inside plastic bags. Patrol officers were immediately dispatched and responded to the scene. The officers externally examined the items and they too believed that the bags possibly contained human remains. Upon further examination by the homicide sergeant, the items were confirmed to be human. In cooperation with the Renton Police Department, a search warrant was served in their jurisdiction. Evidence was recovered during the course of that search warrant, and based on the investigation, a suspect was identified. Early this morning, as a result of this ongoing investigation, an adult male was taken into custody in Snohomish County. The suspect has been identified as John Robert Charlton. He is a white male, date of birth 122878, 37 years of age. John tells police that he and Ingrid had been dating for about a month and that he had spent nights at her house before. He says that they went on a date to a baseball game and at some point returned to Ingrid's home. He assumes they had sex that night, but claims he couldn't remember for sure. Police were able to confirm that Ingrid did have tickets to the Mariners game, so that part of the story made sense. The rest of John's story wasn't really adding up, though. He claimed that he was so drunk that night that he did not remember what happened or how he left Ingrid's house. He also told police that he was homeless and had a drinking problem, both of which were true. What? I don't understand how she didn't know. I mean, how do you not 
know that the person you're dating is homeless. I mean, he might have been really good at keeping it a secret or if it was always like, I'll pick you up oh, from yeah. the date or, you know, I'll meet at your place. Oh my God. That is something that I did not see coming. No. John claims that he woke up on April 9th, the morning after their date on a sidewalk in Seattle. He tells police that he assumed that Ingrid had dropped him off at some point during the night. John went on to say that he was, quote, not a normal person. He told detectives that he assumed he and Ingrid had sex that night and that she was acting, quote, weird, but wouldn't explain what he meant by that. Police then started to look into John's past. His arrest record dated all the way back to 1997 when he had a misdemeanor assault conviction in Washington. He was also convicted of negligent driving in 1998, also in Washington. John's criminal history spanned multiple states. He was convicted of attempted aggravated robbery in Utah in 2006, theft in Montana in 2009, as well as a misdemeanor battery charge also in 2009. I think this is making me want to pay for background checks every time I go on a date. That is not something that I would ever think to do. Well, we're also so young. Well, you know, that is true. Like, we have complete access to social media and what people are posting. And you can see, like, you know, do they have friends? Where are they staying? Like, you can learn some more pieces of information about somebody online. But it definitely is making me think twice of, you can think you know somebody for a month and not actually know anything about them at all. Oh, yeah. Well, and then to make matters worse, John's own parents filed a petition for a protection order against their own son back in 2006. Oh, my God. And one night when John was drunk and, according to his parents, trying to provoke a fight, he grabbed a DVD off the shelf. It was the movie Hannibal, which, of course, we know is a movie about a cannibal. He then put it down in front of his mother telling her to watch that movie and to beware. Disgusting. The petition from his parents was later dropped, but this just shows the kind of man that John Charlton really was. As more evidence was discovered, it all pointed right back to John. Ingrid's missing car was found blocks away from the sidewalk that John slept on the night of the murder. John claimed to not know how the car got there. He continued to say that he didn't remember what happened that night. So when you were back at her place and you had sex, and I apologize for asking this, but was it in the was it in the was it in the bedroom or somewhere else? I think we did. You think you did? You don't remember it? I don't. I mean, usually, yeah, I'm just assuming we did. So was there a reason that you didn't spend the night that night? I'm drunk. Ingrid's autopsy concluded that she was strangled and drowned in her home. Evidence shows that Ingrid fought back, which lines up with the injuries found on John's forehead, hand, lip, and chin. John also had scratches on his chest. While there was no direct forensic proof that John was the one guilty of the murder, it was become clear by the second that John was the one who was responsible. After examining Ingrid's bathroom, where police found blood and skin, the rest of the night came into focus. Her body was dismembered in the bathtub using the 15-inch pruning saw found at the site. 
an almost empty box of garbage bags identical to the ones the body parts were found in was also found in Ingrid's bathroom. Her body was then packed into bags before being scattered across Seattle's central district. Presumably, John used Ingrid's own car to transport himself and her remains around town. He then parked the car, walked a few blocks, and went to sleep on the sidewalk. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The evidence all points to John Charlton being guilty of Ingrid Lyne's gruesome murder. But what happens with his trial? And what happens when an ex-girlfriend of John's comes forward? The prosecution went into detail about exactly what happened that tragic night. Mr. Charlton intentionally and with premeditation strangled Ingrid to death. He placed her body in a bathtub using a pruning saw. He dismembered her body, severing her limbs and head from her torso. In lieu of a trial, John took a plea deal. He appeared in court in front of the King County Superior Judge and confessed to killing Ingrid Line early in the morning of April 9, 2016, in Ingrid's home after returning from their date. He also confessed to stealing her car. John Charlton was sentenced for Ingrid's murder in January of 2018. Phil Line, Ingrid's ex-husband and father to their three young girls, took the stand. Our daughters continue to thrive, but miss their mother every day in different ways. One of Ingrid's close friends, Nancy, also testified in front of the judge about the irreparable harm caused by John Charlton. You smothered her laugh, you crushed her smile, and you left us with the nightmare of the unimaginable. Nancy continued her statement, telling the judge that she does not believe that John doesn't remember the events of that night. Cowardly, you ran and hid, and when caught, you claimed you did not remember. Nobody believes that story. Ingrid wasn't just murdered. Her body was brutally violated and discarded like she was nothing. She fought to live, and you forced her to die. John himself even made a statement to the judge, acknowledging and apologizing for the harm he caused. I do agree that there are no words that can... There's no words that can alleviate the pain that I've caused. And for that, I'm truly sorry. Prosecutors pressed for the maximum sentence of 333 months, or 27 years and nine months. The judge agreed. Today is the close of a tragic end to a great life lived and ended far too soon. The judge on the case said that she would give John a life sentence if she could, but she gave him the longest sentence that the law would allow. 
The news of Ingrid's line's tragic murder was a nationwide story. When John Charlton's name and picture was released, this is unbelievable to me, multiple women came forward to tell their stories about how they narrowly avoided Ingrid's fate. It's kind of like when Ted Bundy was caught Mm -hmm. and all of these women came forward being like, oh my gosh, I almost got in that car. Like something Mm -hmm. told me not to get in that van. One of the women that came forward met John on a dating site called Zeusk. She said that John was, quote, more normal on the phone, but that he just seemed creepy in person. The same woman said that when she heard the news about Ingrid's murder, that she was shaking and freaking out. More women came forward to share similar stories. One woman said that at the time, he just seemed off. And what's even more creepy? The woman was also a single mother who looked shockingly similar to Ingrid Line. The media attention brought help to Ingrid Line's three daughters who were all under the age of 11 at the time of her murder. A GoFundMe page raised almost $270,000 to help support the family. Seattle's Swedish Medical Center, Ingrid's employer, gave a statement. They said that Ingrid's death has been incredibly tragic and shocking for all of us. Our hearts are heavy as this news brings a feeling of profound loss for the Swedish family and all who knew and loved Ingrid. It was obvious that Ingrid was not only loved and valued at home, but also at her work. Ingrid's family also gave a statement. It reads, This weekend, a light went out from our lives forever. Ingrid, beloved mother, daughter, sister, and friend, was taken from us for reasons we still cannot comprehend. Our hearts are broken and can never be fully mended. This one's difficult because she did all the, quote, right things Mm -hmm. to do. She kept him away from her children. She met him in public places. She took time to get to know him. She took time to get to know him. She knew him for a month. Yeah. I think, if anything, what this tells me is you can never be too hypervigilant. When meeting new people, it's like, do whatever you can to make yourself feel comfortable because she did all of the right things and still you can't, you know, stop somebody from being terrible. How do you prove that someone's not homeless when you're dating them for a month? Like, how do you go about mm-hmm. making sure that they have a home and a job? And and all of a sudden, it's just, there's no right answer. Ingrid did her due diligence. She had been dating John for a month. Her friends knew who he was, and she kept him away from her children while she got to know him. She thought she was safe. Still, the man she thought she knew was not the real John Charlton. John was able to conceal that he had a criminal record spanning multiple states and many years. Ingrid Lyons' life was taken too soon. She will never be able to see her daughters grow up because of John Charlton's senseless actions. She went to OkCupid to find love, but instead, she met her murderer online. Thank you guys for listening in this week. And we will see you next. I'm Courtney Bell. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. Please be safe and we'll see you next time. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. 
If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.